It looks like the clock is about to strike midnight on this Cinderella story. It's uh, refreshing, yet uh, displeasing to the eye. Somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. In the dying seconds! Unbelievable! They wouldn't say die! That just shows that they didn't come to play. They really come to play here at the MCG tonight. Welcome to They Came to Play, a podcast where friends, you know, premiership winning friends, get together and chat about the game that we love, Aussie Rules Football. And I'm just putting it out there. This podcast is the West Coast Eagles of all podcasts where we have been COVID ravaged. So excuse my nasal lovely nasal tones. My name is Tess Armstrong. Our co-host Limo is away, but my other co-host Danny has come come to me. He's he's protected. You're fine, aren't you, Danny? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I'm in a I'm in a bubble of triple vaccination and had it. So yeah, baby. I'm in more- no, but everyone's got COVID. So we were supposed to have a co-host, uh, one of the original gangsters. See, when we were an ABC show, uh, this guy used to come in and, uh, and you know, actually talk intelligent football, sports journalist Matt Clinch. But he got COVID. So now it's just Tess and I. I'm at home in Melbourne. Tess is in her car in Ballarat because to avoid, I don't know, tax collectors or something due to her crippling gambling debts. But uh you got COVID last week. There was no episode. We've pushed back Beck Goddard, who was going to be our guest uh, there, uh, to next week, I believe. Um, Tess, how, how was your week of, of of the Rona? Actually, you know what's the most annoying is that I was actually quite sick. So everybody's been like, oh, you just get this. Like, It's mild now. You just get it. It's like totally fine. So I was like, all right, well, saw the double line and thought, oh, and the baby was quite sick and he had mm. the Rona. I got really sick and had the Rona and then my husband days later got the Rona and so even though I'm technically free now, my family is still in ISO till the end of the week and require, you know, love and attention and looking after. So it's like not a lot of fun but also it did give me a good chance to watch all of the games and also the Women's World Cup final. And so when it got around to Thursday night, I was like, oh, well, I'm fine. (laughs) I can can sit and watch other people run around for the next I, I, I do want to talk to you about the Women's World Cup final. This is cricket for those who aren't uh, across at all. I did notice, Tess Armstrong, my dear friend, that you were quite excitedly tweeting about Australia winning the Women's World Cup final. Now, I know you are a huge fan of cricket, but I can't help but notice the timing was just very convenient. You talking about Australia winning the World Cup final just as the Saints were thumping your Tigers. Can't tell you how what a thrill it was to have something else on the tally because I was thinking <laughs> between the two and we're quite a torn ho- household because obviously you know how you have to have hierarchy of what we're watching. Like if there's two competing things on that are live, it's quite hard to fit, to work out. And I would always choose footy, but my husband would always choose cricket, I think. Oh, really? and, uh, so I was like torn because Elisa Healy was just tearing it apart and then I flicked over and we were doing quite well, like the Tigers were doing quite well in the game. So I was like, well, okay, I'm safe to turn away for a bit and go back to the cricket. Yeah. And I turned away and um, I checked the score on the app and all hell had broken loose and my family chat was going off because, of course, it was the Armstrong Cup. where all yes, of the all of your family, all of your family are St Kilda fans except you. Yes. You're the traitor. 
And so were yeah. they all giving it to you? Or are they all just like you? Are they just all happy, clappy? You know, are you all like the Flanders? I, when no, we're not the Flanders. They were giving it to me but in a polite way and my nephews were doing like bum dances, you know, like a farting style dancing. So, like, okay. that was good gear. I loved it. Um, and I was quite happy for them. But honestly, I was talking about this with some other Tigers friends and, Danny, you will understand what this feels like because it happened to you. But when your team has been losers for so long and then when wins premierships, it's a very weird feeling when you start to be losers again because you're like, oh, well, like, I know what this feels like. This is all very, this is this is a familiar feeling still because it wasn't that long ago that we were like this. And also we've had some success, so I can't be like completely doom and gloom because it's not. Yeah, it's well, not- you got three premierships. Let's not forget, I only got one. So <laughs> Let I, it go think, I think you've got a bit more of the uh, dulled senses to the loserness. Uh, and you didn't lose a grand final. That fires the nerve endings right up. It's true. And if we lost... And if we lost, you know, a final to St Kilda, I would probably feel it quite differently. But round three, there's still a lot going on. There's AFLW finals. There was the Cricket World Cup. I was just kind of like, yeah, I don't know. And I had the Rona. It's like, oh, I don't know. Like maybe it was the maybe that's a symptom. A it symptom is, like yeah. apathy towards yes. your own team, your men's well, team. It does, the cardio. It's a cardiovascular disease. I think some of it, they just use that term vascular when they're describing certain symptoms. So we could say it numbs your neurological. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Anyway, all right. Well, you've only got twenty uh, percent of battery on your recording. So let's fly through this. It'll be a quick episode. Thank you, everyone, for for tuning in and supporting us. Uh, hey, Tess. I don't know if you remember this. Last Thursday, my bulldogs won. I know. Actually, that was quite, did you feel like that was quite a convincing win? I mean, Sydney were not what I thought they were going to be, but there's always that classic, like, fatigue after the big, I mean, those guys had to do laps of SCG. They couldn't find their way back into the grounds. And so, like, that was quite <laughs> the week before. Yeah, they, they had a bit of a hangover after the Buddy 1000. Um, I think, yeah, we, we absolutely dominated them, but very bulldogsy. Uh, just don't kick straight. You know, let's do it. Let's, you know, sure, you can put it through the big sticks. If you want to do it the easy way, that's not how we do things in the Western suburbs. We like to just build up little points behind all the time. My God, it was frustrating. And then when they got within five points, also a lot of chatter about the uh, free kick count, uh, <laughs> 31 to... I don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll admit we, we must have got the rub of the green. I actually I only watched the first and last quarter because I was working at the front bar. And uh, the actually, no, Tess, it was really bad. I thought I had COVID in that first quarter because I'd vacuumed my house uh, before <laughs> going. That brought up a lot of dust and I had a bit of a hay fever reaction. I was sneezing a lot. And then oh. I had one beer in the first quarter, couldn't taste it. And I've, oh. gone, and I've gone, oh, crap. Have I got it again? Oh no! Oh no! What do I? And I've got to go into front bar. And maybe what if I infect? You know the crew. This is not cool. And then I said to my mate, I go, I don't think I can taste this. And he went, Of course you can't. It's a mid strength. And I went, Oh, thank God! <laughs> it's like being <sighs> at the MCG. It was just such a relief that that terrible beer was fine. And I don't have COVID. It's all good. And I'm also glad our co-host Limo's not on our test because I did get stopped for a selfie from a, one of the fans of the show. Uh, and I, I'm sure he's listening right now. We'll take umbrage, mate. It's called They Came to Play. It's not called The Limo Show. <laughs> <laughs> Came up, said, I love you, The Limo Show. I listen every week. <laughs> 
Oh, excuse me. Well, the limo show was getting stuck into you about the free kick count because I did, you just like slid over that, but you're like, oh, okay, we probably got the rub of the green. But the stats show, Danny, that the dogs always get the rub of the green and you were trying to do like a mathematical equation. You were like, oh, well, then if you divide it by seven, we don't. I I'll, like, I'll tell you the point I made, Tess. We concede, we give away less free kicks. So the differential always looks bad in our favour. But we're just you're just blaming us for being disciplined. I won't I won't abide this. But not accurate. Disciplined but not accurate is um That's the us. bulldog story. We've got to find that in Latin and it's gonna become the club motto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well it was quite stressful towards the end because you because of that terrible kicking, it really did feel like for a few minutes I was like, Oh, okay, Sydney are actually within reach. Like they could win, which was yeah. a disconcerting feeling considering you'd you'd really had had the wood over them the whole night. Um, but, yeah, it was <laughs> very classic falling away. But And also when Buddy kicked his 1001, we were just, like, laughing. It's like, oh, that must be the weirdest feeling to be like, oh, I just kick goals and then no one runs on. Like, we're like, run onto the ground. We've <laughs> been so funny. <laughs> he, we, yeah, we had a theory because he missed a couple of sitters early on or was dropping marks. We had a theory that he has a fear of prime numbers and that's why he didn't <laughs> want 1001. Yeah, can I get two? He has to barter to see whether or not he can get a few goals instead yeah. of just one um, for every one he gets just to, to even it out. But well done. Winner's list. Your trajectory Finally. is here. Yes. And have you noticed, I know we should, we got to fly through the games, but have you noticed uh, Luke Beveridge hasn't even made a joke in his post-match presser for any of them with the, uh, you know, no. after the Tom Morris outrage uh you i was just sort of you'd, you'd think he'd just be like oh is tom here you know anything like that or or you know oh, just- oh yeah it's nada i mean really he won that round in the end but i i also like we should have a discussion one day about how different the reactions were to that story the bevo just the just the press conference story yeah. if you people who were not journalists versus people who are journalists and in our line of work you speak to a lot of journalists and the outrage the outrage was so full on. And then if I spoke to anybody who didn't work in the media, it was just like, oh, yeah, people don't like journalists, like, at all. Like, <laughs> it's really handy for people who work in the media to understand that and just to, like, get that into their head. Yeah. People don't have to like us, and actually they don't like us for pretty legitimate reasons. Anyway, moving on, uh, Friday night. Oh, Well, two Friday- games. I didn't like this. I did not like two games. I'm going to put it out there. There is absolutely zero reason why the showdown shouldn't just be the main game on the tally. It is the Testify. best game every single season, twice a season. It is always good, always consistent. And for some bizarre parochial reason, the VFL-AFL headquarters are like, oh, no, well, we couldn't put that on as the main game. We better put on Essendon versus Melbourne. Now, we'll talk about it in a minute, but the it's not even on the main channel. So if, if if you just come in from space and you're like, what's this game they're all talking about? You miss the good game, yep. the amazing game that shows the passion and the the twists and turns and the crazy reverse swing, and you get Melbourne just defeating the Bombers in a in a jumper clash. Like, seriously, get it yeah. together. Like, why is this? Why do we have to have this conversation every year? Just give them Friday night. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It was, uh, yeah, I, and the the Melbourne Bombers game was just so, it just sort of petered out. It was exciting for a bit. I thought Bombers might get up and about, but it just petered out to nothing in the way that the Crows-Port game absolutely built to an awesome crescendo. Yes, unbelievable. Like, 
And I think it must be to do with timing. Like they think they can't ask Adelaide people to just go to the footy half an hour earlier or started earlier because it's like half an hour difference. But surely in 2022 we can work out a time difference. Yeah. So it's just on the main channel and everybody just gets to watch the best the best game well, of the no, year. No, put it on at the normal time for Adelaide. So Crows, you know, so what time would that That would be like 7.50 Adelaide time. So it starts at 8.20 Eastern Seaboard time, yeah. and what you do for that um, for that first half hour, just show the last three minutes of all the really close showdowns to remind us Victorians, New South Welsh, Queenslanders, oh, my God, yeah, this is an awesome fixture. Yeah, but couldn't you just put it on at 7.20 Adelaide time, which is 7.50 our time, which is the right time, the same time as everywhere? Anyway, it does my head in. But Melbourne, Essendon, fine, whatever, good on the Ds. <laughs> <laughs> It was actually nice to see Tex Wanganin's first goal and to see that Gavin is just like us. Like the way he watched that goal, he did not want to celebrate until it was like not going to be a score review or there yeah. was nothing yep. going to take him away. And I thought, oh, my God, I'm that's the only thing we've got in common. I'm just like him. Uh, I never want to celebrate. So he um, was – that was lovely. And actually the Bombers – there was a lot of talk on Saturday, oh, you know, it's the worst start since 1967 or whatever. But don't we expect that? Like, I'm pretty yeah. sure that's where um, they're at. Like, they're nah, a young nah. they, team. They, they made the finals. Do you remember? I, I remember a mate said to me when the Dogs won the prelim against Port, uh, this is a Bombers supporting mate, texted me saying, if Cody Waitman hadn't staged for free kicks in the elimination, the Bombers <laughs> would be in the grand final. Jesus. Yeah, um, no. Um, and also, they, they were in the final, like, ahead of themselves. Like, good on them. But Zach Merritt, their captain, is injured. Everybody, like... They've got a great young list that, I don't know, I'm just like, come on, dudes, calm the farm. They're actually looking great. The fact that they were in the game against the Premiers, amazing, good on them. And Melbourne are just like getting it done. They kind of felt like they were just playing along with Essendon and then did what they needed to do at the end. But, um, yeah. Jeez, how much on. is the AFL regretting? Uh, they they pay, For next round four, it opens with Port versus Demons. They probably thought that is going to be one of the highest rating Best matches ever, and now yeah. it's an absolute fizzer. Demons yeah, are smash them. Hopefully, well, let's let's talk about the the showdown. Of course, what oh. a what a famous finish. Uh, Jordan Dawson, uh, who kicked the winner. He's only it's like his third game for the Crows. He played for the Swans last year. I remember he destroyed the Bulldogs last year when he played for the Swans. <laughs> and something we mention on this show a lot is who's got the most depressed fans. The depressometer. Who's topping that? I've I think we could say honestly for the Port Adelaide fans. They now have the devastate onometer. They would to go from prelims of the last two years, Brownlow medalist to zero and three, and to lose to your rivals after the siren. I don't think I've ever heard of a worse footy fan scenario than that. <laughs> it's pretty depressing. It also doesn't feel like similarly to saying Essendon are losers and they're doing so badly. It doesn't feel appropriate like port just and that i know i always give them um i i'm totally biased right because i love ken hinckley and i actually love the port team mm-hmm. and so i can't look at that in a in a normal way because i kind of think oh they, they'll be right like they'll come good and they'll build into the season and whatever but they just really shouldn't have lost that game and the boke miss versus the dawson pizarro Ooh, i missed the boke miss what was the boke oh. miss well, if you watch the final two minutes of the game on the AFL website, which is always fun to do in a in a kick after the siren scenario, Travis Boak had a shot for goal just before Jordan Dawson 
had his moment. Ah. And really it's well within his range and his experience and he probably should have kicked it and he doesn't and then the ball goes up the other end and away you go. Right. Okay. And so that to me was concerning because you're like, well, hang on. Like how does that guy miss when he's the star? And Ken just looks so depressed. Both. Uh, both of them wearing their masks, both coaches wearing their masks in the box made me laugh because I was like, right, you know how Kenny used to always cover his hand to swear? And I was like, yeah. that must be so um, relieving for him because he doesn't have to cover his mouth anyway. He can just like swear it up like under that mask, just absolutely go for it yeah. under that mask because he should have been swearing because that oh, was yes. thing. And also, how did that ball go through the goals? Oh, I know. It started. The, the Dawson kicked it. And just and I watched uh, the Instagram of a uh, friend of the show Ryan Fissy Fitzgerald. He live streamed his reaction to it. He kicks it and he just um, goes, "Nah, oh yes!" It just sort of it took it. I reckon it could be like a a genie or something. Like it seemed like dark yeah. magic the way it turned totally. around. It was like mag- there was magnets in that ball, and someone was making that work. And the next morning, so we'd um, obviously had the Rona, so we were quite crook. And so I went to bed and missed the end of that game Ugh. and woke up to feed the baby, you know, the baby's cracking at like 2 o'clock in the morning, saw oh. it and was like, oh, my God. And, you know, there's no one in the world awake to talk. talk yeah. to <laughs> well. Oh, my God, the dog. Did you see this? Anyway, so the next morning I said to Sam, like, oh, watch the last two minutes. And I didn't tell him what the result was. And when that ball was first kicked, he goes, oh, no, poor kid. <laughs> He's missed it. And then just was like, oh, my God, watching it go around, it was incredible. Yeah, so we I think a curse has been placed on Port Adelaide. That's what I'm going. There is dark magic against them. Uh what's the next what happened on Saturday? What did we have there? We had the cats and the Oh, here we go. No, we had the Oh, there was the AFLW, of course. The AFLW, amazing really. I mean, Melbourne Melbourne the- were pacing with the Lions. They Melbourne were doing what they needed to do and so were the Crows in the later game. But then the Lions are an amazing team. They really had a crack, but a lot of their stars were just totally off. And so it never really felt like they were quite in it, even though the end result um was close. It just didn't really feel like they they could do it. They're one of those footy momentum games just wasn't their day. And the D's just I don't know. There's something special about that group and and Daisy and whether she's going to retire. And it's quite interesting because uh, both Daisy Pierce and Erin Phillips will come up against each other this weekend. Yeah. And that's really appropriate because in the AFLW, we are in the midst of a transition period from that originals crew into the next generation. And Erin and Aaron and Daisy sum up the originals crew, right? They yeah. are the most iconic, the two most iconic AFLW players, and they're playing against each other in what could be both of their last games yeah. um, this weekend in the granny. So it just it is really appropriate. The footy gods have concocted an excellent grand final, but I am very annoyed personally because I had COVID, so I couldn't go to the MCG, and I was hoping that um, Frio might win so the grand final would be at the yeah. G. Yeah, yeah. But it's not. Yeah, nah, it's Adelaide Oval again. Although they always get a good crowd at Adelaide Oval for yeah, AFLW. They're a bloody freak team. So it's going to be a very, very, very big ask for anyone, particularly Melbourne, to beat that team. But who knows? Yeah, it's what you want. Phillips v Pierce. I don't know who to go for. I, 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 I've worked with Daisy Pierce on Channel 7. She's an absolutely lovely human. However, I'm sick of the demons winning stuff, so uh, it's it's a tough one. It's a tough one. <laughs> it's super tough. Um. Anyway, and then there was so because I was watching 
women's sport. I missed um, the Giants Suns game, and I'm not. Okay, I saw a bit of that. I'll t- I can talk to you about that. I've got a theory of what happened. Okay. Did you Did you see any of like? Surely you saw like highlights. Yeah, highlights. Yeah. So you saw the jumper that Gold Coast were wearing. Yes. Do you know what I thought when I saw that jumper? Why is Fitzroy <laughs> playing? <laughs> oh my god, that's true. And actually, it's weird because. Why would they even go there when they're the only two Queensland teams? Yeah, exactly. I was thinking that as well. So I reckon I've got a theory on this one. Mm. Gold Coast were actually playing a bit of retro round. They were go- <laughs> so they were wearing an old team's Guernsey, and they decided to deep. You know, they don't have much. They're only eleven years old. So they don't have a huge heritage. So what is their heritage that they can dig into? Being terrible, and that is why they decided to just bring some nostalgia to the old Gold Coast fans uh, who who have, you know, just getting a bit uncomfortable with how good they're playing. So they just brought it back and uh, Took Miller was double double tagged, which is kind of interesting. But, yeah, and then it it was sort of a a nothing match, really. So Yeah, they haven't forgotten their roots. They can still just not show up when they're required. Um, And, you know, I'm not a huge... GWS, I can never really get a vibe of where they're at, and so we'll have to wait and see um, how they kind of go. But there was a lot of talk as well about the – if I hear one more person this year talk about the crowd sizes, like we're still living in a pandemic. If yeah. people don't want yep. to go to the flea, back the hell off. Like also the people who are talking about the crowd sizes are more often than not media because we have to fill the time, right? So we've got all this. This is Armstrong's arrow for this week. But like, Oh, here we go. Yeah, here we go. So this is a new segment. This is, I don't know if we talked about this in the real show or we just did it on the Patreon. <laughs> we decide Caro's arrow is a bit too negative. Time for a bit of Armstrong's yes. arrow. Although you sound sound like this is negative. No, this is positive about people's personal choices and not going to the footy. Now, we're living in a pandemic. People are – so just say you have to go fill up your car, right, this week of petrol. It costs yep. a heap of money. Yeah, you your kids' things. We're finally back doing things. Everybody's costing a lot of money and also a lot of time, and people are still quite conscious about getting COVID because it turns out it's actually not that fun for everyone and not that mild. So people are making personal choices not to go to the football, and those people who get a free accreditation every single year and they get to go to every single game, every single ground around the whole country. And paid get, for it. And be paid. They don't have to pay to go to a single game. They get to go and sit in a box where everybody yep. is personally, like, distanced, in a climate-controlled box where it never matters what, whether it rains, hails or shines. They get to go to the football for free every single week, and they're the people who are questioning why the public aren't going to the football. Get stuffed. Sorry. But it's like, who cares? It's just like it's a great game. It doesn't matter if there's a billion people there or 10,000 people there. It can still be an amazing contest and I'm still watching at home and I'm still loving the game and people will get back to going to things when they feel comfortable. Let them be. Clang. Clang. Does that sound an arrow makes? I don't know. No, no. It like... wasn't so negative though. I'll have to work sure. on my positive arrow. Don't worry. Daisy yeah. Pierce is my positive arrow. Um, anyway, just annoying. But um, also don't care. Yeah, so who cares? But that, that right, was I'm going to do Danny's dart. This is my follow-up. All right? <laughs> okay. Uh, I've noticed uh, when you buy chips at Marvel Stadium, I don't know about the MCG yet because the one time I went they ran out of food because it's a terribly run stadium. Uh, it's not. It's back to the old COVID unsafe uh, pump packs towards the side. There's not the individual, oh. little, which I suppose is good for packaging. But I, lo- I like vinegar on my hot chips. I like mm. when you can get, you know, sometimes tartar sauce, sometimes mustard, rarely mustard. But, you know, I want the choice. They've just got red sauce now. No good. Pang. 
<laughs> I thought your Danny's dart was going to be taking hilariously taking the opposite opinion to whatever I've got, which is what oh, they do. I should do that. Damn it. Even. That's what they're doing in footy media is I'll say something and then you say you disagree with it even if you don't really even feel anything about oh, it and then we can right. the content. Let's stop recording and restart it. Come on. <laughs> oh, damn it. Okay, so um, oh, get out to the footy, you absolute cowards. There we go. <laughs> get over it, dude. It's just a once-in-a-lifetime pandemic. Yeah. Um, well, hang on. Danny. Just follow up to Danny's start. Uh, why don't you have hummus there as well? Anyway, play on. That's the condiment <laughs> I want at the footy. Now, Tess, I, I had to kind of, I've got to, I just save a bit of info about the showdown that I, that I'll, I'll talk about in this match. Uh, you know, for those long-term listeners, uh, they know I used to have a magic shower in my old house yes. where if your team was losing, I'd go have a shower and I come out, we're winning. It was brilliant. Mm. I offered it to the listeners. No one took it up <laughs> on me. But uh, I think I now have a magic pub. So... On Friday night and Saturday night, I was performing comedy festivals on, so I'm out gigging every night. I was at the European Beer Cafe. Great place, great venue. Go and, go and see some shows there. Uh, and and both times I went, should I stay and watch the last quarter of the footy? Nah, that game's over. I'll get on the tram. And by the time I got back, there was an upset. Happened with oh. Cats Pies, happened with Port Crows. I think uh, so if you want me to leave European Beer Cafe early so your team can have a comeback, uh, 50 bucks. That's all you got to pay me. Oh, Unless I'm doing the late show, then you've got to pay for what I would have earned on the late show. Should you go up in price, like depending on where we're at in the season? So like round three, it's 50 yeah. bucks. But if it's a final, you could probably charge like a hunch. Oh, more than a hunch for a final. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's five grand for that. <laughs> Let's work on a price um, yeah. table. So and if it's can- against the Bulldogs, it's uh, it's it's 100 grand. But I'll still do it, 100 grand, no worries. Yeah, okay, excellent. All right, we'll work on that as a price table. We can put it out to the Patreons. Now, um, that game was so good, like so good as a neutral, but um, a a pretend neutral, as you all know. I had to pretend to be very down when the pies were doing well uh, and then celebrate later when they were coming back. But it was honestly an amazing game. Like the twists and the turns, the – I've just like – I had no idea what was happening with the Joel Salwood double free. Like, we were watching it. And yeah. then I was like, what is happening? Tom Atkins was in there fighting like a, like a, just a grunt. Like, he was just in and under against that Ginevan. Ginevan? Ginevan. It's like Gif. Ginevan, the one that Kane Corns hates. <laughs> oh, I don't no. know. What, why is that? Why are you picking on a guy who's played three games, Cornsy? Seriously. Because, <laughs> you know, you. Guess who looks cool in that in that scenario? It's not it's not you. No, that's right. <laughs> Guess who looks like a bully? Well, um, I mean, that's also his role. I mean, it's always tricky, isn't it? Because like that's clearly his role is to be annoying and to yeah. be in and the faces of the others. And obviously it worked very well at that time. And so didn't he play his role for the team like extremely well? Like mm-hmm. if you think it's a bad role, that is a different conversation and quite an interesting conversation about like whether you think it's a valid role to have a Matt DeBoer in your team. Mm-hmm. But that's not the conversation. <laughs> he actually did that thing and it worked really well and then they got two goals in a row. So, like, his team would be like, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You did so well. But really, when they're up and about Collingwood, I mean, it's it's annoying how exciting their fans get and also just how, like, how fun footy is 
when in the middle of a game they come back out of nowhere and kick nine in a row. It was absolutely wild. It was like it just got massive goal fest. And so then things were unbelievably tense, Danny, at my house. Like I was like, I don't know what to do here because we're all so trapped in this house and I can't even be like, well, I'm going to go. What what was I going to do, right? I was like, oh, I just have to ride this out. And then when Geelong started to come back, the actual joy on my partner's face is just next level. And I think Jeremy Cameron, thank God, because there was, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, they have two incredible full forwards. They really should um, be able to kick an exceptional amount of goals and come back towards the end there, and they did, and that's what they pay them for. So do you reckon uh, the fact that they were so terrible against the Swans for Buddy's 1,000th was just a bit of professional courtesy from Jeremy Cameron and Tom Hawkins? It must be because they're forwards and they respect the craft, right? This is the country hospitality that Geelong is known for. Well, kudos to you, uh, Cats. And both Jeremy Cameron and Tom Hawkins are country people. And so I think that makes sense that they were like, well... You know, once it, I've called them that before. They were getting <laughs> once it was clear. Once it was clear, they were getting it away. They went. Joel Selwood as a captain, really yeah. quite quite an iconic captain of that oh, club, yes. um, oh, yeah. and genuinely seems to like be there at the good moments and like culturally leading. Like he's always with Meg McDonald. Like when they do AFLW, AFLM crossovers, and always yeah. seems to, you know doing the right thing. It seems like a you know genuinely nice person as well as a ridiculously good player for a long period of time. I mean, quite quite annoying for um, no one of the opposite fans boo him because he's excellent. Yeah, yeah. If, if we're going to point out flaws, uh, when we did Oz Kick at home, um, we had Nick Revolt with his kids doing it. Mm. Uh, we had, I think it was uh, Katie Birch uh, doing it with her mum because she doesn't have kids. But Joel Selwood just did it by himself in his tiny backyard. It was, it was like his front yard. Like we weren't even good enough to get into his backyard. So he's just doing laps of a lemon tree and you just go, come on, mate, put an effort in. Put a little bit of effort in. What else yeah. have you got going on? Um, but also, like, don't you think, because the, you know, the classic debate about Geelong is that they're too old and he kind of not sums that up but, like, he does personify that. Like he's an older captain, wasn't quite clear if he was going to go on, but he clearly wanted to get this record. And yeah. so it'll be interesting to see if they can't get it done this this year, they don't win the flag and so he's not, a you know, a premiership captain, which is clearly what they're, you know, keen for him to be. What do they do? Wasn't he captain in 11? I don't think he was. Wasn't Cameron Ling still captain in 11? I thought Lingy only got the. Uh, maybe he was. Yeah, no. Tom Harley was 07. Ling was yeah. definitely 09. Yeah, maybe I'm Lingy, sure got Lingy was as still well. 2011. But I will. No. Um, You'll Google it right now just to confirm. Following the retirement of Cameron Ling, Selwood was appointed as the club captain prior to the 2012 AFL season. Ah, so just missed. Hasn't won a premiership. What, I am always done. right, which is just. I mean, Google says Tess is always right. So, yeah, I just wonder whether or not he would continue on because they have Paddy Dangerfield there who is clearly like a captain material yeah, and Tom Stewart. Yep. And I'm like, right, if they want to go next generation, that's lying ahead of them. But anyway, well done, Joel Selwood. Amazing, really. And <laughs> How old is Joel Selwood since you've got his stats right there? Oh, my God, he's my age. He's 33. 33. So he's in two years, he'll be old enough to be recruited by Geelong. 
I am like such a backhander to myself because I literally just like proceeded that conversation to say like he's too old to do anything for the club and then I was like he's my age yeah well you're a baby don't Um, worry you get you're gonna get to that age where all the footy players are younger than you yeah I'm still in the sweet spot where I went to school with a few of them and so I feel like you know I'm still young I've still got it you can still get a game I could still get a game. And as I've said before, the AFLW rule is still that if your dad played a single game that you could play under um, father-daughter. And so That's I right. could play for St Kilda yes. if I had any talent. Um, it doesn't I, stop you. I, I looked at the Saints AFLW team. That's uh, Don't let that get in the way. <laughs> oh, poor old Saints. When are they going to come good? Never. Anyway, the other, thank God. No, that they was, came good. They thought, oh, the men. Anyway, yeah, all right, sweet. We're talking no, about yeah, that one. that's right, the women's team. Um, and also, did St Kilda men's come good if they never won a flag? I don't know. It's like it, the record will show they've still only won one. Jeez, you've changed. You used to be, <laughs> oh, just making it was all right. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> Have a go. Have a go. Now three oh, premierships no. to the good. She's like, nah, if you're, <laughs> not, if you're not first, you're last. Yeah, that's right. And if your team loses, it doesn't even matter, whatever. I'm dead. Yeah. dead. I'm dead inside. Anyway, the other game on Saturday night, thank God there was the good one because I was watching the score, you know, in the bottom yeah. corner. Yeah, four tells goals in the first one. four minutes. Oh. Grim. Oh, unbe- and you don't get actually 100-point floggings that often. Um, and so it kind of, like, surprises me every time I see it. I go, oh, yeah, that's, like, a lot to lose by. So yeah. 108 points the poor old North Melbourne kangaroos lost to um, the Lions. And the Lions, have, like, they really needed a massive percentage boost. And, yep. you know, they were at home against a team that's rebuilding. I mean, I didn't expect North Melbourne to win, but I didn't expect a 100-point Smashing. Now, why do you say Brisbane needed a percentage boost? They, they, well, they beat the Bombers by four goals. They beat the. They're still up there with those other teams. They hadn't. I don't think they were top now. But they weren't convincing in either of their first two victories, in my opinion. Okay. Um, Like the first game was against Port Adelaide, and it was like fine, but that was actually pretty close. And then against the Bombers last week, it was the Bombers were actually quite in it for quite a long time before the Lions got away. Yeah. And so this week, I feel like they really needed to like. If people are going to say, right, this is Brisbane's year, they've got it, I really feel like they needed to just say, right, we're actually going to take a win and then just smash a team because that's actually something that my team didn't didn't do very often when we were in our heyday and was just flog another team by 100 points. It's just so harsh. Um, Good on the 23 goals. 23-18. 23-18. Like, how bad could it have been? Like, 18, oh, yes. 18 yeah. behinds. It could have gotten unbelievably ugly. Yeah, yeah. I think I don't think there'd be many North Melbourne fans tuning into uh, footy media at the moment, so we don't have to no, talk no. about them too much. Uh, Lions, <laughs> yeah, if you're, if you're missing things, so clearly I'd, I'd be worried about that because that's a bit reactionary. You, know, you lost to the Bulldogs in the semifinal last year and now you're emulating their game plan of, of having more inside 50s and missing. I mean, that's just that's just not a good sign. Not a good no, sign at all. Copycats from Brisbane. I don't think yeah. it works. But anyway, bad luck North. Maybe it will come good. And, they, and their coach said all the right things, but seriously. Yeah. The, you know what Quentin Hull, Quentin Hull on the ABC said? Oh, the only thing noble about this night for North Melbourne was their coach's surname. I'm like, yep, good. Yeah. Good material. Yeah. Um, oh. Hey, can I get – actually, yeah, you just reminded me. I want to give a massive shout-out to to Jason Bennett, the commentator on Thursday night, when Alex Keith got – I think he got, like, kicked in the head, so he got a 50-metre penalty, and he had his commentary was, Keithy's done himself a mischief. 
which for our overseas listeners is a line from the great film Chopper, who Bevo looks like now. Uh, it was just brilliant, yeah. brilliant uh, commentary. And I don't think he got enough. I texted Hamish McLaughlin saying, can you please tell him that's my highlight commentary of the year. That is unbelievable. I missed that totally. Great yeah. shout out. Um, now, Sunday, as per mentioned, I was watching the Women's World Cup and I was so mesmerised by Lisa Healy um, that I forgot that the Carlton were playing. Oh, okay. I watched a fair bit of this so I can talk to you about it. It was I was really excited about this. It made me nostalgic. Growing up in the 80s, Carlton Hawthorne games were always epic. So I was pretty pumped about it. And, uh, yeah, there was a bit of a fizzer. I watched the first <laughs> half at home. And then we had to go to a, one of my wife's friends' 40th, blah, 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 blah. And, uh, which uh, there was a fair few Hawthorne fans there. And uh, about, you know, an hour into the party, I just I said, oh, did you look at the game? And they go, oh, yeah, no, I turned it off. And I go, I'll just see what the score is now. You're up by a point. And then we had the classic thing of about five people crowded around my mobile phone to watch the last five minutes. Nice. And uh, one, I'll give a shout-out to, to, to one of them. Uh, when there was like, uh, you know, 30 seconds left, one point in it, I did say to all the Hawthorne fans, you know, back in the day, you would have got a dodgy free kick right now. <laughs> and they all quite got, they all said, God, I miss those days. Oh, <laughs> they were beautiful days. Yeah. They were beautiful days. And we also should give a shout out to one of our uh, active listeners, John, uh, who is a big blue, and he pointed out with great glee on Twitter that his team have done the they-came-to-play hat trick. They've beaten oh. the Tigers, beaten the Bulldogs, beaten the Hawks. He's in heaven. Congratulations, John. Now shut up. <laughs> That's actually amazing, and I had not seen that, and that yep. hurts even more than I um, had imagined. But they, oh, my God, the, oh. the Blues being so good three weeks in a row is just, like, absolutely bizarre. Like, it is, I know they've been building for a long time, but usually when a coach comes along, there's, like, a little bit of a bounce and then, you know, things steady along. But I'm like, oh, my God, they're playing very good football. Yep. They're very fun to watch. I really like Michael Voss. It's, like, quite confronting. Yeah, don't, don't worry. I'm sure they'll do something Carlton-y soon. Who have they got this week? They have Gold Coast. Yeah, it's perfect. Well, Set up for them. Gold Coast will smash them. Well done. That works prime, quite well. Prime Carlton area. Also on, on Listener Mail, uh, uh, one of our Collingwood-supporting listeners, Daniel, pointed out to me uh, that we, we were talking about how the pronouns were wrong. No, the... Um, they were singing the Collingwood song is in the wrong yes. per, second person. Yes. Good old Collingwood yeah. forever. They know how to play the game. He's pointed out that the team does sing We Know How to Play the Game. <gasps> so thanks, That's Daniel. Fantastic. Okay, yeah. great. Well, the team is like clearly high on their English and they're like, no, nah, we will not. We will <laughs> high not on their English. Our, <laughs> we will not mix our pronouns. I've had COVID. I'm not high on my English at all. Um, now, the St Kilda-Richmond game. Yeah, we did that. You, you, you <laughs> pretended cricket was on. Yeah, we did. But I just wanted to talk about, so you discussed Jason Bennett as being um, one of the commentators yes. on the other night. And then this week we had Matt Hill, the race caller, oh, okay. um, who was commentating that game on Channel 7, which was very odd. Obviously there's like a... a situation where they couldn't yes. get another um a commentator and so they definitely had um matt hill who you prop 
people might not know unless they're racing people. Yeah, I don't he, know him. He calls the Melbourne Cup. He's an amazing race caller, incredible commentator actually, um, and really knows his footy as well. And so he came along and started calling the football, and it was so funny. Danny, you have to go back and watch the highlights because okay. everything sounded like a race call, right? It was extremely. So Richmond lose. Okay, I can do that. I can do that. I volunteer <laughs> as tribute. Yeah, it was like. Um, it was just incredible. It was like a completely different take on football commentary because it sounded like he was calling a race. And it got yeah. me really thinking about it. It was like a concept art. It was like something they could do. They could pick a game each week and BT and Lingy were still doing BT Lingy things. Like they still sounded like then it was steady ship. Mm-hmm. But then they had this completely other thing to deal with, which I, it sounded like they just did not know how to like take the race calling. And so I was like, well, you could have heaps of people in there. You could have like Margaret and David doing special comments one week. And so like <laughs> everything else is still the same, but then you just change one element and it changes like the it. entire thing. And like yes. you have, you know, Briggs rapping instead of commentating. So like BT does commentary and then Briggs raps his bits. I feel like that could work quite well. Costa Giardi's like he's very enthusiastic about guard. He has this yeah. beautiful tone. He could talk about everything that he's seeing and like a picture report style. Could do that. But everything else is the same. And I really want to see this happen because I was like, oh, this is fun to listen to. This sounds different. It was audio, audio, audio gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's just some cross promotion of things. Problem is, it's Channel Seven, so we have to. We can't use like Costa Georgiatis or, or Peter Cundall. Oh, it's amazing! That goes amazing. Um, so we'd have to. I mean, who are you going to get, Koshy? Sam Mack. The cash, um, the cash cow doing special comments is super yeah, depressing. Well, you know, that would be silent, so I'm, I'm fine with that. SAS people. <laughs> oh, Alf from Home and Away. Let's get him involved. Oh, Alf would do it. Now Alf's we're talking. Calling everyone who's had a clanger a flaming galah every yes. single time. It won't get old. I'll absolutely yeah. love it. So, yeah, that was really fun. And then to finish off the weekend, we had the derby. Yeah, and again, another fizzer. A massive fizzer. However, do you know there's a web, there's a Twitter account called AFL Scorigami, Scorigami, which okay. is, you know, fine, I'll take it. Now, yep. they tweeted, Scorigami, this has score has never happened in VFL, AFL oh. history. So it was 102 to 47, free yeah. the end by 55 points. It was, a th- I can't even, I'm, I'm going to attempt to say this number, but it's like tr- me trying to say a different language. 6,000. 537th unique score in history of our game. And I think that's beautiful. Like the fact that, that little, those little things can still happen. Yeah. God bless the footy nerds who really come out and, and see all that stuff. Um, I reckon if you're a West Coast fan, you're not too depressed about it just because you have no, you know, team. It's, you know, and Frio, you know, you're just going to take any derby win that you can get. Oh, so totally. It doesn't, I mean, doesn't matter yeah. how you get it. There was a pretty horrendous injury at some point, and so I don't think we've had an actual update about that, but the poor old Dockers had had an injury as well where someone just kind of like dropped onto the ground after an inf- after a um after a tackle, and it just wasn't a hugely enjoyable game of football, and it's kind of annoying because, you know, we get the showdown, and the showdown is so good and mm-hmm. good every time and consistently good, and then the derbies never felt like, I know the intent is there because they really do want to beat each other. Yeah. Those teams have not been on equal par for quite a long time. Like there hasn't been a time where Freon and West Coast to me. 2015. They were both on top. Consistently. Like the showdown is all close and it's like, oh, anyone could win even if their team is down and out, whereas it feels like, well, Freon always, like if they're down, they're down, down below. They got the anchor. 
And the West Coast are like, you know, too busy singing Birds of Tokyo and like rewriting their songs at the moment to actually like get a team together. And so I feel like it just doesn't have that that same polish. It's not reliable. In no, the way last year they had that great one where um, Sarong kicked the the goal of the year. That was great. That yeah. was a great one. But yes, I, I agree. Usually, so it should never be on the same weekend as the showdown. I mean, we just no, too much pressure. Yeah, much pressure yeah. On it. Keep them as separate showcase events. And also, I uh, should also mention uh, there was the Glasgow Derby uh, last night of uh, and uh, our Aussie Ange, he came good. Tom Rogic scored. Oh, yes. Uh, it was a great Aussie fest. And, uh, yeah, so it looks like Ange is in the – there's six games left in the league. There's six points clear. It's looking, it's looking good for Ange to win the league in his first year at Celtic. That is so cool. Yes. And honestly, while we're having a really big conversation nationally about our national football t- team, the act every single time Ange kills it, I'm like, "Hello, yeah, yeah, he's over there." He's well, he ain't going to come back. It's, I know. Uh, why would you? Yeah, he was. He's got. He, he can. I think he's got a lot of control at Celtic, which is surprising. Like he's also director of football as well as head coach. So. Mm. He's mm. there, they're behind you. He, he ain't going to get that at the Socceroos. No, no, he ain't. Um, no. Anyway, delightful. Danny, thank you for putting up with my COVID, with my COVID voice. And also we've lost people willy-nilly. Yes. But next week we'll cobble together a team. We are hoping Beck got us. a good team, yeah. yeah. We've got so So that'll be awesome because she can talk about the AFLW Grand Final. And then because the footy season will be over, the women's footy season, I reckon Beck will have to tell us all the players that she's going to try and poach from the other teams because now she can't say, oh, you know, the the, the season's still going. I can't say it. I want to know. Swans yeah. are doing a lot of poaching. Swans know, are looking just... for all the good players. And I want to yeah. know who Beck's got in her sights. Yeah. All right. Sweet. Well, that's where we're going we're gonna to press hard. Because we're uh, hard hitting arrow, yeah, <laughs> and Danny's dart—they're going to be the same thing. It's just going to be yeah. pointed. Oh, and of course, Tess, our, our bulldogs, my bulldogs play your tigers on Saturday night, so it's going to be. I don't. Uh, no, um, you're breaking up. I don't hear you. Are I you scared? You. Are you worried? <laughs> I well, think well, well. the dogs have always had it over us and they're always a risk team Uh, I'm still very scarred from times gone past where goals haven't been let through and then even though they should have been and things like that against your dogs that we just don't have it quite against you so anyway I'm as always hugely nervous before we play any team no matter where (laughs) we're on we, we are on the ladder and I feel hugely comfortable being back in this bottom dwelling of the ladder area for Richmond just feels right just feels right to see you in 11th spot. Well, we're currently 12th, so you're doing better than us. <laughs> oh, my God. It's an absolute, it's a ladder clash. We're at the oh, same, yes. oh, look out, who oh. could come up to 10th. It's amazing. Um, now, well done, Danny. Well done, dogs. you got to win. My team might come, come good. Who knows? For our Patreon people, our most beloved of listeners, which you too, listener, can become a beloved listener. Um, if you want to find out more about our Patreon, we do tips halfway through the week and talk about all sorts of nonsense. And so we will give you our clearly very educated tips um, mm. at some stage on on Wednesday. And so that will be wonderful. And then we'll be back next week with Beck Goddard. Look out world. Go Tigers, hey. Go dogs. <laughs> <laughs>